Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's that time again. Happy Monday, folks. Christmas this week. Christmas, New Year's, people are off work. The Lions still fucking stink. It's a great time to be alive. It's a great time to be alive. It's Monday morning. I feel good. I got my coffee here, although new brand of coffee we're going with in the Bradley household tastes kind of funny. I'll be totally honest with you. It does taste a little weird. Not as good as my old brand of coffee, but hey, I'm not going to complain. It's Monday. I'm in the Christmas spirit. Not really, but kind of. I feel good. I'm ready to have a great week. I hope you are too. But that's about as positive as it's going to get today. Um, We're talking about the Lions. Lions just got their teeth kicked in by the Tennessee Titans yesterday. I think the final score was like 45-26 or something. Doesn't even matter. They got annihilated. Everybody who watched the game knows that. Before I dive into it, we're going to go over a few different things. I don't know how long this is going to take. I'm just going to sit here and let it fucking go until I, I'm sick of talking. Here's the here's going to be the theme. Here's the theme of what we're going to talk about today. Here's an analogy. I want to talk a lot about Matt Stafford and his future in Detroit and how Lions fans, like how we should be feeling. I need to put this in perspective for Lions fans. You ever have a dog, a sick dog, you love them, family dog for like 10, 12, 13 years. Great dog. You'd love to play fetch. You'd pet him. Oh, man, he loved everybody. But there came a day where the dog started shitting himself. He didn't really – he was running into walls, didn't remember who you were, and it came to a point. You love that dog, and that dog gave you some great memories, but it came to a point where – It was probably in everybody's best interest, the families, the dogs that you claim to love so much. It was probably time to, you know, take him behind the woodshed, so to speak. Now, I'm not saying we kill Matt Stafford. That's the last thing I would say. What I'm saying is we've had a good 13 years with Stafford. He's given us some great fucking times. If you don't love the guy, there's something wrong with you, but it's almost it's in both of our best interests. And I'm not even concerned about our own interests as Lions fans. I'm to the point where I'm like, Matt Stafford has given us as fans in this city so much. Like, I'm just looking out for him. It's time, man. Like, free him. Free him from this hell he's had to live in for the past 13 years. If you love something, let it go. The theme today is we need to release Matt Stafford from this goddamn purgatory known as the Detroit Lions. Simple as that. It's like that dog. It's like that dog. As much as you love that dog, if you saw him struggling, the dog can't even go to the bathroom anymore. Like, there comes a day where it's like, you know, maybe it's time. Maybe it's time. If you really do love your dog as much as you say you do, maybe it's time. That's where I'm at with Matt Stafford. Honestly, I don't know. And it's not because, oh, Stafford can't get the job done or he's not good enough. No, it's purely for Matt's sake. Like, let's let's let the guy go fucking get a chance to win. He spent 13 years here. When he came to Detroit, I was 10. I was 10 years old. Like, Matt Stafford's been the quarterback. I remember the Joey Harrington and a little bit of Kitna and stuff. But Matt Stafford's been the quarterback here pretty much, like, 90% of my like conscious sports fan life. And he's never had anybody live up to his expectation. 
it's time, man. Like, let's let this guy just give him a chance, dude. This has been his life's work. His life's work, like, give him a chance to reach the pinnacle of what he spent, what is he, like, 33? He spent 33 years trying to achieve something. Like, let's give him a chance to finally accomplish it. It's the least we could do. I don't know how, as a Lions fan, you look at the roster, you look at where we are, I don't know how you don't want to give the guy a chance. Even if you, I mean, on one side, you hate Stafford. You don't, you think he is the problem, in which case you're a moron. I don't know how you could even make cereal with that kind of brain power. So you should want him gone. On the other hand, you're like me. You love this guy. You understand what he's done, the shit he's put on the line. Dude, the fact alone that Matt Stafford wanted to play in yesterday's game, like that stuff alone, give the guy a chance, like set him free, let him let him have a chance somewhere. Like at the very least, man, it's the least we could do. I'll get into more of it a little bit later, but let's go over the game. So start the game. I mean, quick coffee. Sorry about that. Going into the game, season's all but over. Technically, no, it's it wasn't over. Cardinals ended up winning, which I think would have ended it. I think even if we won, the Cardinals winning ended our season. Um, but the season wasn't technically over. We're still in a win out and maybe something can go our way scenario. And knowing that, new like Bevel's in, new energy, everyone keeps saying, oh, they've never had this much fun. We open up that game and Tennessee fucking shoves it down our throat. Shoves it down our throat. That opening drive by the Titans quite literally is the easiest opening drive I think I've seen in the history of the NFL. Honestly, like they didn't even, they just ran the ball. I'm not sure Tannehill threw the ball once. They just ran the ball like 10 times and scored. It was like six yards a pop and then touchdown. The easiest drive I've seen in my entire life. In a game where you know if you win out, you still technically have a chance, which as a player, like you're not thinking about draft position. That should be all you're thinking about as a player. You should be fired up knowing that as a player. In a game where your quarterback's ribs are fucking shattered into a million pieces and he knows, ah, the defense sucks and we're probably not going to make the playoffs, but fuck that. I'm Matt Stafford. I'm the quarterback of the Detroit Lions. I'm going to play today because I can. And he still goes out there and busts his ass and plays a great game, might I add. And that's the opening drive we come out with. That's the effort level. That's the intensity. That's what we had to show for it in the first drive. Just let Derrick Henry run it every goddamn time for five yards until you score a touchdown. You have to be kidding me. That was the most pathetic roll over fucking hands up, put my hands behind my back, put me in the backseat of the car opening drive I've seen in my life. Like I was embarrassed. I've been embarrassed to be a Lions fan so many times in my life. So a disturbing number of times. And that was maybe the most embarrassing thing I've witnessed, at least in terms of a singular drive and what it meant and the, the context of the drive. That was pathetic. That was fucking pathetic. Daryl Bevel, I know you're not a defense guy. Corey Unland, I know you're Matt Patricia's brainchild, so you're probably a dumbass too. But Jesus Christ, guys. 
Like maybe after the fifth play in a row where Derrick Henry just runs it up the middle for six yards. I don't know. Call a blitz. I don't know. Make Ryan Tannehill throw the ball. I don't know. Call engaged date and say if they run a play action and score a touchdown, well, shit happens. I don't know, guys. Maybe try something different. Like, do you understand the moment? I do. Us fans sitting on our couches, helpless, we understood the moment. We knew what it meant. We knew, hey, we got to show what, like, at the very least, let's act like we fucking have some energy and belong here and want to be here. You couldn't even do that. I mean, for the love of God, what a pathetic opening drive by this fucking defense. What a pathetic opening drive. Matt Stafford is playing with a broken rib, dude. He doesn't even need to play. He knows the season's over. He's a smart guy. Maybe the only smart guy in the organization. He knows that ah, it's probably useless. It's probably no point for me to go out here. And he still said, fuck that. I'm going out there. And that's what you guys show up with. That's, hey, Matt, I got you. We got your back, Matt. We're just going to let him run fucking 10 plays for a touchdown. We got your back, Matt. Thanks for playing with the ribs and everything. That's it. That's what we brought to the table. That was, I mean, right off the bat when they, when they just shoved it, shoved it, it was like, okay, well, you know, this was fun. It it was cool. It was cool that we technically had a chance to make the playoffs. I mean, from the opening drive, you knew how that game was going to go. You knew that game was going to be a straight up ass beating. You knew it. There was no, there was no other scenario that that game went other than our getting our asses kicked for 60 minutes. There wasn't after that opening drive. No, no fucking mail it in. It's it's done right then, right then and there when Stafford saw that he should have been like, actually, never mind. You chase Daniel. You can go fucking play. I'm not playing for these clowns. I'm not playing for these guys that can't do their jobs one single time for me. I'm not playing for them. Fuck that. I'm not playing for them. That's what I would that, dude. That's what Matt Stafford should have done. Fuck that dude. Stop validating their shit play by busting your ass for them. What have they ever done for Matt Stafford? What have they done for the offense ever this year? The only game, the only thing I can think of all year is the Cardinals game. Defense played pretty well. Okuda with the big interception. Like that's the only game all year I can think of. Like, oh wow, the defense actually like they showed out. They they helped our offense out. They bailed us out. Like that's the only game we've played. 15, 14 games. One out of 14, I, I have a memory of the defense doing their job. That's not fucking good enough. It's not even close to good enough. And it's the same thing as usual. Can't stop the run. You know all Tennessee does is run the ball and then run play action throws. Like, are we? do we game plan in Detroit? Do we, like, watch film? Do we study the other team? I don't watch film. I don't go into, I don't study the Titans for hours. And I going into that game, you, all right, well, here's what the Titans are going to do on offense. They're going to run the ball on first and second down, um, force us to stop it. If we don't, they're going to keep running it. And then they're going to start throwing in play action passes and they're going to have guys just wide open over the middle. Guess, guess exactly what happened. Ran the ball. And then we couldn't stop it. And then here we go. A couple play actions. Corey Davis, 75 yard touchdown. Tannehill doesn't have an incompletion until like two minutes left in the second quarter. Um, we look to make Tannehill look like Pat Mahomes. It was fucking classic, classic Detroit Lions. Like, 
just an air of of do the Lions watch film? Do we game plan? Are we aware of what the other team likes to do? Are we aware of their strengths and weaknesses? Does anybody in Detroit like know that shit going into these games? Because it doesn't seem like it. We went into that game and the way we were calling and playing defense, it's like nobody knew who Derrick Henry was. It's like nobody knew that in the last 32 games, he's been a fucking machine. It's like nobody knew that the Titans in the last two years have become the Titans based on the fact that they just plunge it down your face with Derrick Henry 30 times a game. It's like nobody knew that. It's it's so goddamn mind-boggling. I don't get it. The front four. You guys can't get off blocks. You're getting pushed around like you're little babies. And then when Tannehill does drop back, Romeo Aquara had the one sack outside of that. He's just hanging out, dude. Imagine playing quarterback against the Detroit Lions. Coming from a quarterback perspective, you just get it's like playing fucking two-hand touch with your buddies, and it's like 10 apple. You just hang out back there, and then someone's going to get open. I mean, you get 10 seconds. Yeah, fuck yeah, someone's going to get open. You're an NFL quarterback, dude. I'll make it rain out there. Someone's going to be open. That's the easiest gig in the world. They always say the best job in, in football is being a lifetime backup quarterback. No, the best job in the NFL is being the quarterback against the Detroit Lions. We made Ryan Tannehill look like he was underpaid at $32 million a year or whatever he's getting. We literally, we made him look underpaid. And it's fucking Ryan Tannehill, guys. It's Ryan Tannehill. Like, he's a solid player, no doubt. I'm not here to bag on Tannehill. He's a solid player. But, like, it's Ryan Tannehill. And we're making him look like he's Pat Mahomes back there. He didn't have a fucking incompletion until, like, the end of the second quarter. How? How? You listen to these games, and every game, it's the most cliche thing in the world, commentators say, when the other team has a stud like a Derrick Henry. All right, if you're the Detroit Lions, you got to make them beat you. Someone other than Derrick Henry's got to beat you. Classic NBA thing. Someone other than LeBron's got to beat you. Like, Lions, someone other than Derrick Henry's got to beat us. You got to make Ryan Tannehill beat us. (laughs) Send some fucking pressure, dude. Don't let them just sit back there all day. I don't care if it's Tannehill. We've seen it against Trubisky. I don't care if it's the worst quarterback. I don't care if it's Pat Mahomes. If you let an NFL quarterback sit in the pocket, play in and play out with upwards of five seconds, you're going to get ripped apart. I promise you, you're going to get ripped apart. If you can't pressure the quarterback in the NFL, your defense never has a chance. It's the most like basic fucking day one defense 101 rule in sports. If you don't rush the quarterback in the NFL, you are going to get roasted. And for the like 10th time this year, that's exactly what happened. Except the difference is they could have just kept running it on us all day. It's almost like when they did call play action, they were like, ah, fuck it. Let's just throw one. See, Ryan's getting bored. Let's just, uh, let's just toss one here. We don't need to, but let's just do it. Just for, I don't know, for the fuck of it. Pathetic. A lot of it has to do with the incredibly dumb scheme and the incredibly, like I've been saying, like nobody seems to know what they like to do. Um, and I'm sure some of that is run off from that fucking loser Patricia and his butt buddy, Corey Unlin. Like I said, anybody who's a brainchild of Matt Patricia, you got to be next level stupid. Like you're his protege. You got to be fucking dumb to be that guy. Corey Unlin, I don't expect much from you. Matt Patricia, like, you're his guy. Yeah, you know shit, you're a dumbass. 
That makes total sense. But it's not even just that. It's that talent. Like, the Lions have nobody that's decent on their defense. Not a single decent decent defensive player. They have Romeo Aquara, who made the safety. And that's it. Tracy Walker sometimes, like he hasn't been great this year. Okuda fucking stinks, apparently. Like, we have Romeo Aquara, and then that's it. So I don't even know where, where I don't know where the problem begins. Like, I don't know if it's more so the scheme, because that was terrible, or the fact nobody on the front four gets off blocks. Nobody in the secondary covers anybody. Like Deron Harmon on that Corey Davis touchdown, buddy. You are like 10 yards away from him, my guy. What are you doing? <clears throat> and do not get me started on Jelani Tavai. Why? How, like, how did we draft that guy in the second round? That guy doesn't belong in the NFL. And we spent a second round pick on him? First off, but. Besides the fact that Jelani Tavai never seems to know where he's supposed to be or where a play is going or anything related to football IQ, if you just watch him play, he's the slowest guy I've ever seen. He's the slowest human being I've ever seen. He can't guard. Dude, he couldn't guard their left guard if they were running pass routes. Jelani Tavai is the slowest, whether it's in pursuit of a run play, whether it's trying to God forbid, covers a wide receiver. Dude, Jonu Smith was running circles around our linebackers. How the fuck is Johnny's Jelani Tavai on this team? That dude sucks. That dude sucks. He is the worst player on this football team. And we spent a second round pick on his ass. That dude can't cover anybody. He can't cover anybody. He's the slowest guy. And then you watch him in zone coverage. Zone coverage, okay, play action. All right, fine. You take a couple steps forward. You bite on the run fake. Fair enough. And then, hey, Jelani, once you see it's not a run, instead of standing two fucking yards behind the defensive line, like looking around like, oh, man, everyone's covered. Bro, the fucking guys are all behind you. Turn around. Go find someone to cover. The, watching that dude play zone makes me literally want to wring my neck. He stands actually two yards behind the defensive line while everyone else is five yards, seven yards, 10 yards behind them, just wide open in the middle of the field. Hey, buddy, that's not how you play zone defense. Like, again, is it Jelani Tavai is just that stupid that he's like, oh, I'm going to I'm gonna swallow up any dra drag routes and I'm, like, doing a great job here? Or is it the fucking lack of knowledge on our defensive staff that they're like, no, yeah, when we run zone, you should be good standing right behind the D-line. Like, you'll probably make a couple plays there. Yeah, no, 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 that's good. Just hang out there. When we run zone, Jelani, yeah, just hang out there. Like, I don't know. Whose fault is that? Are they telling him that's right? Or are they like, for the 10th time, you Samoan dumbass, get back 10 yards, you're hooked to curl. The guys that he's going to throw to are wide open 10 yards behind you. Or is he – and he just can't comprehend it. And once the play starts, he just can't help himself – from standing two yards behind the line of scrimmage. Like, I don't, I fucking don't get it. 
Oh my God, he's so bad. It it's he's so 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 goddamn bad at football. It's crazy. It's crazy to me how bad he is at football. Like mind boggling. And then of course, at least like if he was a run stuffer and he would just blow up linemen and blow up holes, fine. I can live with the shit pass, bro. The dude gets blocked. He gets shoved to the goalpost. He doesn't do anything. He's a waste of space. The fact that the Lions are paying that dude money, good for Jelani. That's the biggest highway. That's the biggest legal stealing scheme in the history of the United States of America. The fact that the Detroit Lions are paying that fucking loser U.S. dollars is the biggest racket in the. Forget the Sicilian mob. Forget the Irish mob. Forget illegal sports gambling. The biggest racket in the world is Jelani Tavai making American currency from the Detroit Lions. It's fucking ridiculous. Bright side first half, I guess. The offense came out hummed. Like I said, Stafford played a good game, I thought. Offense was humming. He was hitting guys. TJ Hawkinson's the man, pro bowler. I'm going to go on. I mean, people fucking were telling me last year that TJ Hawkinson's a bust. How stupid. How stupid are you? What, because he dropped a couple passes? Yeah, I know. We have Ebron PTSD. I get it. I get where the the hesitation came from. You just look at the guy. A, similar to the divide. Even if Hawkinson's never going to be a Travis Kelsey in the passing game, at least he can block. Like, he does something, right? He at least does part of his job. So you got to give him that. Ebron couldn't block or catch. Hawkinson blocks, and now, like, you look at the guy. He's fast. He's fucking huge. He got ripped this year. You look at the guy now, bro, he's a mismatch problem. Still, he had a good game again. He's the third best. It's Kelsey, Waller, and then him. So he's having a great receiving season, no doubt. But I still, it's like, throw him the ball more, dude. Like, TJ Hawkinson legit should be getting, like, 10 targets a game. I don't know what he's averaging, but he should be getting, like, Travis Kelsey, Darren Waller usage. The guy's an animal. Linebackers are too slow. Safeties and shit are too little. Like, he had a couple, he's had a couple drops. He's had a lot of nice catches. He had one catch, uh, I think it was in the second half. He was running. It was like a crossing route across the middle, and he, like, dove and fell back and came down with it. Great fucking play. Guy was on him, too. Great fucking play. TJ Hawkinson's been great this year. He was a bright spot. Stafford, again, I know Tennessee's passing defense stinks, but he was great today. Surprise, surprise. The guy's got fucking bruised ribs. Goes out there, plays anyway, plays a great game, and the defense is just nowhere to be found. What else is new? A tale as old as goddamn time. And then the swift the swift fumble at the one was the, the nail. The nail. I love Swift. He's been great. He ended up having two touchdowns. He's been great all year for us. Quick coffee. I just got to drink it before it gets cold. You feel me? Swift's been great this year. Obviously, the Bears game. Fumble at the one. He still ended up having a good game. He's so clearly our best running back, too. Like, he's a guy that we need to use again. We need to use him more like an Alvin Kamara where it's like, just give him the ball. Like, use him as a wide receiver. If we can't run the ball effectively with him, just use him as a wide receiver. Put him in the slot, let him run a two-yard out, shake a linebacker, and pick up eight yards. Like, he's a guy where we just need to put the ball in his hands. He's one of those guys. You see him when he gets the ball, he's elite at making people miss. He's elite at picking up yards after contact. He's fucking electric besides all that. Like, anytime Swift has the ball, you're like, oh, hell yeah. I can't wait to watch. I can't wait to watch. The fact that I said it on Thanksgiving too, like the biggest bummer about Thanksgiving 
the one time the Cats got to play a national stage, we don't have our most electrifying player. Galladay's awesome, too. Galladay's electrifying. But Swift, dude, you give him the ball, like, he just makes shit happen. He had that one run in the second half. He got, like, two yards and was in a pile, and it was like, out. And then next thing you know, he's running for, like, six more yards. Like, he just makes shit happen. He's electric. He's hurtling guys. He's spinning. He's juking. He's got great hands. I I don't know. I think he's very underused as a wide receiver, too. Fumble sucked. That was kind of the nail in the coffin. Um, Obviously, like, if we're whatever, if we're fighting for a playoff spot, like – eight, eight and six or something. And that play happens and it turns the game. I'm going to come on here and be a lot more upset, but it didn't matter. I appreciate him trying to make a fucking play. Like at least he's not Adrian Peterson running into the back of his offensive line. So I can appreciate that, but you know, hold on to the ball. Um, rookie mistake that shit, the hurdling shit's not going to work jumping over the pile. Like you're not at Georgia anymore. I still appreciate him trying to make a play. Obviously kind of fucked us. Hold on to the ball. And then Hawkinson, too, had a fumble later in the game, even though, A, Hawkinson recovered his own fumble, and B, the whistle was blown before Tennessee got it. Another shammery of the Lions. What else is new, dude? Jesus Christ, the ref's making a terrible fucking call every week, dude. Even though it doesn't matter. Like, we would have lost that game anyway. Season's over. Like, I understand every goddamn week there's just a call the refs make where it's like, it's so obviously the wrong call and it goes against the lions like every goddamn week, dude. Last week it was the Jones catch against the Packers and then Marv or, and then Stafford gets hurt this week. Hawkinson fumbles while we're driving, even though he recovers his fumble and is down. And then Tennessee doesn't recover till five seconds after the whistle is blown. Like every fucking week, dude, it's ridiculous, man. And I tweeted it too. Again, Hawk, even though you did recover it, even though it was a horseshit call, like hold, you got to hold on to the ball, like plain and simple. You ha- you can't fumble it, especially when you're one of our best players. But I tweeted it. I think I'll give, other than what, Ragnow and Decker might be pro bowlers. Other than those two, I'll give the one pro bowler on this fucking entire team, I'll give him a pass. Like TJ Hawkinson, third best tight end in the NFL right now. Yeah, I think I'll give him a pass. It's fine. You fucked up one time. All right, happens. Like Barry Sanders fumbled too. I'll give you a pass. So you can't get on him too much. Again, if it's a if it's pl- life on the line for the playoffs, I'm probably a little more upset. But you know, I'll give him a pass this one time. Just a shit game again. Like what else is fucking new with this team, dude? I'm so ready. Just I wish this season was just over. To be honest, just give me to the playoffs, dude. I, I'm ready to just restart. Give me Saleh. Give me someone. Give me some new blood. Give me some fucking quotes. Fire me up a bit. Let's draft a quarterback or someone. Let's get it going, dude. Quick break. Aquara was a bright spot. I'll talk about the Aquara play. And then I'm going to just go in on, on where Matt Stafford's at. So the Aquara play was great. Aquara is going to get a bag somewhere. I don't know if it'll be Detroit. I mean, he's our only competent pass rusher. Also, is Trey Flowers alive? Does anybody know? I swear to God, I haven't heard that guy's name in a game maybe all season, at least in weeks. Is the dude alive? Is he still on the team? Did he leave with Patricia? I don't know what happened to that guy. Okora's the only fucking halfway competent pass rusher that wears Honolulu blue every Sunday. He's been good this year. I will give him that. That play was sick, too. He fucking 
Dude tried to cut or uh, cut block him, hurdled him, and then Tannehill got smoked. That was a nice play. Some nice actually chestnut checkers there by the Lions. Swift fumbling at the one so he can get a safety and get the ball back. Kind of a genius move. Kind of a genius move by the Lions there. So that was nice. But it was just too little too late. Like it was it was fun. Um definitely got excited about it. It was a sick play. But too little too late. A, a tale as old as time with the Lions. And then Stafford Hawkinson fumbles on like the next drive or a couple drives later or whatever. The game was over. But now it's time to talk about Matt Stafford. Here, here's where I'm at. I still believe Matt Stafford's a good quarterback in the NFL. I still believe he can get it done. I still believe he can win a Super Bowl somewhere. I don't think it's going to be Detroit because I'm not convinced God himself could win a Super Bowl with the Detroit Lions. I'm not. Like, you put Pat Mahomes on this team, I think we probably make the playoffs. I don't think we win a Super Bowl, though. This team, this defense, is so pathetic. And everybody around the organization is so pathetic. Like, Pat Mahomes is absolutely electrifying, and he's the best quarterback maybe ever already. Like, the dude's incredible. But the Chiefs, like, the Chiefs organization is an incredible organization, one of the best in sports. Before Pat Mahomes, they had Alex Smith. They were good. They were in the playoffs every year. They were a contender every year. They didn't win one with Alex Smith. But year in and year out, you can set your watch to the Kansas City Chiefs being a good football team. And it wasn't because Alex Smith is lighting it up. It's because Andy Reid knows what the fuck he's doing. It's because the up the front office, the GM, knows how to draft. Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, like they can identify talent. And then the ownership. Like there's a reason. I don't know how long the Chiefs have been owned. I assume it's probably the same ownership that's owned them since they were just the AFL. Like there's a reason the Chiefs have been good for 50 years or whatever it is. It's because that ownership knows how to run a successful organization. They are aware of not only at the football level, but they understand how to identify people in the front office. They understand how to identify successful people that can do their jobs that will make them a successful organization. That doesn't exist in Detroit. That does not exist within the Lions. Like, we'd be better with Mahomes, absolutely. I think we'd make the playoffs with Mahomes, absolutely. But it, it, we hit a ceiling because eventually we cap out because Pat Mahomes, much like Matt Stafford, can only do so much. Like at some point, we need guys in the front office who can get the Tyree kill, who don't draft the Eric Ebrons, who can get who can get Travis Kelsey, who don't waste picks and give shit contracts to Trey Flowers and Jeff Okuda. Like at some point, we need those guys. We you have to have support around a quarterback. Like. The Lions are a multi-billion dollar organization. One dude doesn't keep that thing running. It's the ownership. It's the front office. It's fucking everybody that keeps it going. That's what the Chiefs have. If Pat Mahomes got switched out for Kirk Cousins tomorrow, they're not going to win the Super Bowl. But I bet you the Chiefs are still in the playoffs. I bet you the Chiefs still look like a good team every single week. It's because the Chiefs know how to use what they have. Well, besides getting what they need to be successful, they know how to use what they have deal, like deal with the hands that are the fucking, I can't even talk, deal with the cards that they were dealt and turn lemons into lemonade. They understand how to be successful, no matter what they're working with. The lions, you could give us Trevor Lawrence and we would screw it up. It's like the jets, dude. 
the Jets, all these Jets fans are convinced, well, they worst loss or worst victory in fr- the franchise history yesterday. They blew a shot at, at uh, Trevor Lawrence. You can give the Jets Trevor Lawrence. Like, they're going to find a way to screw it up because guess what? They're the New York goddamn Jets. They don't know what they're doing either, just as much as the Lions don't know what they're doing. Trevor Lawrence, he can be the Messiah of quarterback prospects. He can be this. He can be that. He's going to be failed by the people around him. They won't be able to give him an offensive line. They won't be able to get him weapons. They won't be able to get him a defense, whatever, the head coach, whatever the case is. The Jets are going to figure out a way to fuck things up. That's what the Lions would do. You give us Pat Mahomes, I promise you the Detroit Lions are going to find a way to screw it up. That's just the way it is. That's the way it's been for 13 years of Matt Stafford's life. That's the way it feels like it's going to be for eternity until I'm dead. That's the way it feels like it'll be. I fucking hope not, but that's the way it feels like it's going to be. Like straight up. That's just, I I like that's it's just the Lions. It's like the culture of the same old Lions. They just don't know how to build success. Matt Stafford's been here for 13 years. He's busted his ass. You've got yesterday, he's playing against the Titans, a playoff team where we don't have a hope with hurt ribs. Kelly Stafford is going on Instagram saying she's disappointed he decided to play based on how he was around the house. Like, this dude can't open up the cabinet and cook his family a souffle, but he's going to go play an NFL football game? What a fucking animal, dude. What a tank. Kelly Stafford doesn't want him to play because he can't play with his daughters because his ribs are killing him. And he's still going out there only to be failed by the defense, only to be failed by the front office again, like only to be failed by the coaching staff. At some point, we got to cut him loose. Now, I think it is double-edged where I think it is Stafford aside. I think it is in the best interest of the Lions organization in in hopes of success in the future, I think it is the best idea to try to trade him. Hopefully we can get a first from somebody for him. You know, another asset, start just clean slate, fresh, brand new, start it all over. I think it is in our best interest to try to get an asset for him. But that aside, like for the sake of Matthew Stafford, at what point is it like, dude, this guy's, this guy's given everything he's got. Like, 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 fucking let him try to be happy. I watched the movie last night after the MSU hoops game, which, oh my God, that didn't help. But um, after the game, I watched the movie. I watched the one and only Ivan. It's a animated Disney movie. Brian Cranston's in it. Danny DeVito voices someone. The gr- Ivan is someone famous too. I don't. I couldn't put my finger on the voice. But essentially the movie's about there's this there's this gorilla, he's named Silverback Gorilla named Ivan. He's he works in a mall. Well, he doesn't work. He's being held captive in a mall. They do like a a show, a circus in the mall. He's been there for 27 years. The guy's nice to him. The guy who found him, he raised him from when he was a little baby gorilla all the way until he's older now. But Ivan starts to realize like he loves this guy. He he's you know, hasn't minded his life in the mall. But Ivan starts to realize, maybe this isn't it. Like, I've I've paid my dues. I've been here for twenty something years. I I like the guy. Like he's been good to me. It's not like he was mistreated. He's been good to me. But like I I deserve a chance to go out into the wilderness and be happy. 
I deserve the chance to go to where I belong. I didn't know what that movie was about. I didn't know that's how it was going to go. I couldn't have had a stronger subliminal message or omen sent to me Sunday night than watching that movie. That's about a gorilla who's been held captive. He likes the guy, like the guy's nice to him, but he's like ready to move on to greener pastures. He's ready to be set free for a chance at happiness, for a chance at true happiness. Dude, Matt Stafford is fucking Ivan. Like we've held them here for 13 years. The Lions fans have loved him. We've been great to him. He seems to like Detroit. But at a certain point, I don't think Matt Stafford would ever say it just because he's that kind of guy. Like he's just a he's a blue collar, nose to the grindstone. I'm gonna show up every Sunday and do my job. I don't think Matt Stafford's the kind of guy that's ever gonna come out and say, Listen, Detroit, it's been fun, but get me out of here. But you can't tell me that deep down in Matt Stafford's heart of hearts, he's not like, I'm ready. Like, I, like, give me a shot. Like, let me, I'm not saying I'm going to win a Super Bowl somewhere, but give me a shot to do it. Give me a chance. Like, let me, let me taste the wilderness. Give me a little bit of freedom. You cannot tell me that deep down Matt Stafford's not thinking that because he absolutely is. In his heart of hearts, he just wants an opportunity to go be great somewhere. Think about his life, dude. Matt Stafford's life work from high school to Georgia to Detroit, his life work, his career, whether you're an accountant, you're trying to move up the ranks, whether you're an engineer, you want to work at NASA, whatever your career is, his career has been playing football leading up to trying to win a Super Bowl. It's not his fault he got drafted by the Detroit Lions. It's not his fault the ownership is incompetent and and they've never given him a head coach that can work with him and put him in a position to succeed. It's not his fault he's never had a run game. It's not his fault he's never had a defense. None of that's his fault. It's time. Like, Let the guy be free, man. The Detroit Lions are a shopping mall circus. Trade him and set him out into the wilderness. Give him to Denver. Give him to Dallas. I don't know if Chicago would want him, but give him to Chicago. Like, Give the guy an opportunity to go find true happiness and success somewhere. The dude's career, his life, his life's work. The, the Apex is trying to win a Super Bowl, and it has become so clear year after year that the Detroit Lions just are not going to give him the resources he needs, the help he needs, the support he needs. The organization is not going to give it to him. Like, set him free, man. Again, I still think Stafford's got good football in him. I do. I still think he's capable of winning a Super Bowl. I I, I 100% genuinely believe that. Obviously, I'm a Stafford guy. I fucking love the dude. I don't know how... After shit like yesterday, like he decides to play that game. I don't know how after stuff like that alone, there could be anybody out there that doesn't love the guy. And then his quote after the game. He has a quote after the game and he says, someone asks him why he decided to play and he goes, because I'm the quarterback of the Detroit Lions and it's a Sunday. He goes, being the quarterback of the Detroit Lions means something. Like that's, if I'm physically able to play, I'm going to play. Like, dude, you are telling me you don't get fired up for that guy? You're telling me that guy's not a winner? It's not his fault Swift fumbled at the one. It's not his fault Hawkinson fumbled that ball. 
it's not his fault the defense can't stop a fucking water leak. Like, what do you want from the guy? I want to see him be happy. It's like the dog. It's like the dog analogy. There's so many analogies. Airbud, dude. The kid on the playground, he leaves the pudding cups and he tells him to stay. He says, be free, go home. That's what we need to do with Stafford. Give him the pudding cups and let him be free. Like, just give the guy a chance to chase down his life's work, man, because it's it's just not going to happen here. And even though I do believe he's still got a couple good years left in him, you look at where the rest of this Lions roster is. Like, what pieces do we have right now? If we re-sign Galladay, we got Galladay. We got Hawkinson. We got Taylor Decker. We got Ragnow. Swift. And then on defense, we have Romeo Aquara. What is that? Six players? Five, six players outside of Matt Stafford that are that belong here? That will help him win? Everybody else is fucking expendable. Everybody else is a nobody. Even though I do think he's got a few good years left, I don't know if he's got enough time in him for us to fucking re totally rebuild the defense and add a couple pieces, a, a couple wideouts for him. Like, I don't know if we have enough time to add all these assets that we need. We're going to bring in a new coach, a new GM this year. There's going to be a new philosophy, a new playbook. This is going to be like the fifth playbook Stafford's had to learn. And we have to bring in 10 new guys to play defense. And we got to figure out Galladay and probably add a new a, a wide out or two anyways. I don't know if he's got that much time in him. And if you're Matt Stafford looking at the situation in Detroit, like, do you want to sit through that shit? You know, we're about to go through a rebuild. You know, it's, it's not going to get, it's going to get worse before it gets better here. Like, you're looking at your career. You're 33. You want to win a Super Bowl. That's what it's all about. You're looking at where the lines are and where we're going. Do you want to sit through that? I feel like you probably don't. You want to sit through a rebuild at the age of 33? If he was 23, he's probably like, fuck yeah, I'm the guy. I'll lead us into the future. I'm ready to get some new energy, new new mindset, new thinking. Let's do it. He's 33, dude. He's ready to – like. He's at the stage in his career where the Lions, bro, we haven't had to worry about the quarterback for 13 years, and we haven't been able to figure it out. There are franchises that have gone 13 years without a quarterback. Look at the Jets, dude. The Bills. The J- they just won their first um, AFC East title in, thir- what, 25 years? Before Josh Allen, they what, 23 years, they haven't had a quarterback? Who they have? Tyrod Taylor? Drew Bledsoe? Now they have Josh Allen, and then Josh Allen came in. They had it set up. They were just missing that last piece. They've had the defense. They got Stephon Diggs. They got him weapons. They got him Sean McDermott and Brian Dable. They got him the coaches and the minds to say, hey, Matt or Josh, you don't need to do it alone. There are franchises that have gone Matt Stafford's career without a quarterback. We've had the the most important piece of an NFL roster. We've had it locked in, and we've failed to, to figure everything else out. There are franchises that have gone that whole time without being able to figure out the quarterback situation. Look at the Bears. 
They've had some great defenses. They've had some good teams. Who's their last quarterback? Like, Vikings. They had the year with Kirk when they when they beat the Saints, the miracle in Minneapolis. Like, he came in, that defense was electric. That team went from having Case Keenum and being okay. Or no, that was Case Keenum, wasn't it? I can't even remember. But, like, that defense was electric. They get Kirk Cousins. I think I can't remember if it was Cousins or Keenum, to be totally honest. If it was Keenum, then this still doesn't even hold true. Like, look, there's so many teams just haven't had a quarterback. Tampa Bay before Brady. Like, when's the last time they were good? When they won it in, like, 03 with Gruden? I don't even know who – and that was, like, the worst team to ever win a Super Bowl because Gruden's defense was so good. Eli Manning, dude, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. I get it. But those Giants defenses were elite. Peyton Manning, with like one of the worst statistical years in NFL history, won a Super Bowl in Denver. Why? Because the defense was top notch. Like there are teams that still hadn't figured out the quarterback situation that have won Super Bowls. Dallas. They thought they had Tony Homo. They didn't do shit. They thought they had Dak. They haven't done shit. Like, there are teams that have been searching for the guy the entire length of Matt Stafford's career. And then you look at these teams like the Bills, the Chiefs. They get their guy, the Ravens. They get their guy, like Joe Flacco won a fucking Super Bowl, guys. They get their guy, and all of a sudden it's like, okay, well, this is easy now. We've had that guy. Everybody else, everybody else in the NFL, the hard part about building a team is finding that right guy at quarterback. They, they've they had the defense. They've had the offensive line. They've just never been able to find the quarterback, and when they do, everything clicks. The Lions are the one that's opposite. We've had the quarterback for so long. It's so apparent that he's the guy, and we just can't figure out the the part of football that everybody else can. I don't know, man. I'm to the like. I just feel bad for Matt Stafford, honestly. I, I it's just time. I think it's just time. That's all I got. Like I, I just feel bad for the guy. I think it's time to let him go. Let me know what you think. Is it time? I think I feel like it is. That's all I got today. Lions lose. Season's officially over. I think now. I think statistically or mathematically, we're eliminated. Not that fucking we were in it before, but whatever. Um, state lost to Northwestern yesterday. I'm going to, that'll come out Tuesday. That wasn't pretty either. Um, but that's what I got. Let me know. Where are we at with the lines? Where are we at with Matt Stafford? Like, I really want to know where we're at with Matt Stafford at Nick second string on Twitter at the period, second period string on Instagram and the second string Detroit at gmail.com. Where's everybody at with Matt Stafford? Appreciate everybody listening. Hope you guys have a great week. Holiday season. Stay safe. Have a good time with the family. I'll be back Tuesday. Appreciate you guys.